0: Hi there, it's Cheryl Richardson. How are you? I'm here for this week's Facebook Live um, on Giving Tuesday. It's November 27th, right? Um, we had Thanksgiving here in the States last, uh, last week, <laughs> last year, last week. And um, yesterday was Cyber Monday where everybody goes crazy and buys gifts and items on the internet. And then today the focus is on giving. And that's part of what I want to talk to you about. So I'm going to wait a couple minutes as people join. Hi, Terry. Thanks for being here. And John, welcome to you. And hi, Kathy. Welcome. Nice to see you here. Um, And Marissa from Sweden, welcome to you. Glad that you're here. Hi, Teresa. Welcome. Welcome. And Sheila, thank you. Sheila, thank you for the beautiful CD that you sent me. I just got it today. And I look forward to listening to your poetry. Thank you for that. Hi Sarah, welcome to you and Jess, welcome. I'm so glad that you're all here with me today. And I have something really important that I want to tell you about. Um, and it's fitting for today. As a matter of fact, I wanted to tell you about it um, a couple of weeks ago on my birthday. I had um I had spent the day just enjoying, you know, enjoying the day, enjoying nature, just not having much to do, living sort of spontaneously on my birthday. It was November 15th. And um and at right about, I don't know, right when I was supposed to, I was gonna do a Facebook live, a spontaneous Facebook Live. And it was about four o'clock in the afternoon, maybe a little bit before four o'clock, and uh the sun was just setting, just about to set, and I looked out in the backyard and for the first time in months, maybe even maybe even a year, there were um eight deer in the backyard in the field. Um uh, they were eating, you know, eating the grass in the field and also eating some of the grass in our lawn. And I was so excited. And I thought, oh, this is the perfect, what I planned to do. This was like the perfect way to start the Facebook live. I was going to start by showing you the deer in the backyard, um, uh, munching on the grass and my internet went down <laughs> right in that moment. And so I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do my Facebook live and I was so bummed. And here's why, because. Um, you all know, if you've been following me for a while, and if you haven't, welcome. I I appreciate you being here with me if you're new to me. I'm an author. I've written lots of books about work-life balance and self-care. And my most recent book is called Waking Up in Winter, in search of what really matters at midlife. And one of the things that really matters to me in midlife is to no longer just give lip service to, well, that's kind of, that's, that's not really true because I don't really give lip service to this. But no longer just say that things like nature and animals and peace and um, time, uh, you know, time to myself and and time with loved ones and just, you know, living a more sane-paced life. Not not only are, are those things important and do I Think about them as being important or say that they're important, or tell other people they're important, but I've really begun to integrate the truth of that into my life, so for the longest time, for example, and think about this in terms of your own life, I've said that my health was really important to me, and yet it would I'd always put work as a priority over going to the gym if I had scheduled myself to go to the gym but an important project came up or some work related item or commitment, I would do that over going to the gym. Or I would say that I wanted to go for a walk outside, but it always seemed like, oh, I was too busy. Yeah, I'll get to that tomorrow. And then it wouldn't happen. Or I would say how much I loved sitting on the back deck in the spring or the summer and watching the birds or, um, or having even having bird feeders and being able to watch the birds. I would talk about that being important to me and the fact that I wanted to do it, but I didn't actually do it. And so I would say that in the last couple of years in particular, I have really sort of systematically dismantled the life that, the life where I talked about the things that were important to me, but didn't really put action behind that and begin to put action behind it. And so um, I'm fortunate, you know, um, I'm also hard working. And I've, I've spent a lot of years working very, very hard, uh, writing and traveling and teaching and doing lots of media and things like that. And, and I just, you know, I've, I've lived a pretty amazing life. And at this point, the kinds of things that feel just as nurturing and fulfilling and satisfying are different, like having time to go to the gym, spending time in nature, going for walks, making that a priority. And, um, honoring animals and birds, which are deeply important to me, as a lot of you know if you've been following me, you hear me talk about it all the time, and I'm always posting pictures on Instagram and Facebook here, um, animals you know of animals and birds and the all of the different beautiful beings that I find um, that I share my life with so anyway, uh about. Probably two years ago I started getting uh, newsletters from a place called Center for Wildlife in Cape Medic Maine it's just it's it's just outside of York Maine where we hold the self-care by the sea retreats and um, there are these wonderful newsletters I have one right here well this is sort of yeah there's these wonderful newsletters that would talk about what was going on at the center they had like lots of um, just pictures of just different animal stories. <laughs> you can see them kids holding animals and different um, wildlife that had been brought into the center. That was uh, injured wildlife that were being healed and returned to nature. And abandoned wildlife, animals and birds that um, were, you know, being given a chance at growing up enough that they could then be returned to nat- You know, returned to their original habitat. And um, I loved the stories, and I loved what these people were doing, and I began to follow them. And then one fall, there was a goose, a Canadian goose, that had um, a broken wing in our backyard, well, down by the reservoir near our backyard. And um, when all the other geese were taking off, particularly around the winter when they were migrating somewhere, not that far away, this, this particular goose wasn't able to fly. And it was heartbreaking to see um, see this bird down, knowing that the winter was coming, a harsh winter was coming. And there were some friends in my neighborhood, Sue, who lives around the corner from me, who loves animals like I do, and um, Dick, our postman, who also he was our mailman at the time, and he loved animals. And we all would like feed the goose, and you know, try to really take care of him. And it it was the Center for Wildlife. When I called them and talked to them about what was going on and how upset we were, they knew exactly what to do. And they were able to really give us the kind of guidance we needed to, um, do the best thing for the goose. And, um, and since then they've provided lots of great information. Anyway, I just fell in love with the place and I started going up. I had a tour. I met the executive director, Kristen Lamb. And, um, and I got to know their leadership team, and I saw what they were doing to um, take care of wildlife. Uh, not only were they taking in injured animals and abandoned animals, but they were also training. They had intern programs that were training, you know, vet techs and future wildlife rehabilitators and um, conservationists and rangers. And, you know, they've trained people that go on to work in national parks throughout the United States and. They've done over 300 programs, I think last year it was 375 educational programs for kids in the community, teaching people about wildlife and nature, and um, uh, they take in, I think, almost 2,500 animals a year, animals and birds, um, and they do their very best to return them to, to wildlife when they can, when it will be safe for the animal or the bird to be returned. I started doing some work with the leadership team there so that I could really get to know them and get to get a sense of how they think and how they operate the Wildlife Center. And I learned about this exciting project that they have right now. These people, there's I think there's 80 volunteers, 12 paid staff and they work in a ranch house that's about I think it's 1,200 square feet. So it's not a lot of space. Um, And they take care of 2,500 animals and birds a year in this small space. And I've been in this space many times. Well, I was excited to discover that they're building a $4 million um, wildlife center that will, it's an eco-friendly wildlife center that will not only provide care for wildlife, animals, and birds, um, both injured and abandoned, but will start to educate uh, people about the environment, protecting land, uh, protecting forests, protecting animals and birds, educating children and adults. Um, it will begin, it'll create a, they'll have a um, a hands-on interactive learning center where kids and vet techs and conservationists and rangers and uh, members of the community, interns, volunteers will be able to learn how to learn about wildlife, learn about the environment, Learn how to take care of animals and birds, and be trained in um, important professions that will uh, that will serve what matters most to me, you know, which is animals and land, the environment. So, Michael and I decided that we really wanted to support their effort, and um, we have made a ten thousand dollar donation. Um, to begin. And we are in doing that, it's a $10,000 matching donation where we're going to sponsor the learning lab for the new um, wildlife center that's being built. The good news is they just received the last of their permits, and within I think the next 30 days, they're going to be breaking ground, clearing the land in the most environmentally protected way, a way that protects birds and animals. And Michael and I decided that we wanted to support them in raising money. They've raised half of the $4 million already. So we decided we would um, would make a $10,000 donation and we would essentially we would offer to match up to $10,000 worth of donations. And um, that's where I'm going to invite you and friends and family, everyone I know. This year I said for my birthday and for Christmas, I don't want any gifts. I just want people to make a donation to the Center for Wildlife so that we can get this center up and running. So it's, it's really exciting to me. It's um, really important. The center, this beautiful place. Let me see if I can show you a picture. Let's see if you can see this, this gorgeous place. Can you see this? Let's see, as long as the light doesn't get in the way. Yeah, this beautiful, beautiful place. There we go. That's a good, yeah, conservation campus. And um, this gorgeous place will open in 2020. So they're ready to um, they're ready to begin construction, and I'm really excited about it. So we're going to start with our $10,000 donation. We'll match up to that. So the goal is to raise $20,000, of course, with that donation. And um, I would love it if you if you happen to be somebody who um, you know likes to give back and cares about wildlife and cares about the planet, you know, cares about the environment like I do, then whether it's $1 or $100 or $1,000 or $100,000, <laughs> um, every, every penny counts. And it really helps to get this center uh, up and running so that it can support not only the local community, but support wildlife rehabilitators and um, environmental professionals all over the country. So um, I'm going to include in here a, uh, the link where you can donate. I'll just include that link. And you'll be able to click right through and um, and make a donation, and that would be wonderful. And if you could share it with friends and family who love the the environment and love animals and wildlife um, as much as you do, that would be great as well. And you'll hear about I'll um you know every now and then you you can find some videos actually on Facebook here where we talk about um, where I've been to the center for wildlife and I've visited with a turkey vulture and a um, Porcupine and owls and all kinds of animals. I'm also going to include a link to a really important video that the Center for Wildlife has done. It's only like a five-minute video, and um, I'm in the video at the end. But more importantly, at the very end is a very important guest that will re- that will go on remain unnamed. You'll it'll be a surprise for you at the end. You'll see um, probably one of the most important. Um, let's say, uh, what do I want to say? One of the most important inhabitants of the Wildlife Center is <laughs> at the end of the video. So I'll include that link as well. Um, so let me say hi to some people here. Hi Bonnie and Janine and Tess, welcome. Glad that you're here. Erica, welcome to you too. And um, John, Danielle, welcome. Danielle, um, what was the book that you wrote about loving yourself? Well, there's a lot of books that I wrote about loving yourself, but um, The Art of Extreme Self-Care would probably be a really good practical one for you. Thank you, Mari Car- Carmen for the birthday wish. I really appreciate it. And hi, Rachel, welcome to you. Um, thank you, Sheila and um, Vanessa, welcome. And Erica, glad that you're here. And Teresa and Sheila, I said bef- hello to you before I know. Um, Anne-Marie and Nanette, welcome to you. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. I'm I'm glad that you all are excited about the Center. I'm just so, so excited about it. And you know, it's important, I think, I mean, it's important to my, both Michael and I to not only um, talk about the things that are important to us, but to put our money and our time and our energy and um, everything we can into uh, supporting the organizations that really mean something to us and that are doing good work in the world. And I can tell you that the people at the Center for Wildlife that are running this organization, the volunteers, the staff, the medical staff, they are just such a wonderful, wonderful group of men and women who really are so deeply dedicated. Many of them have been with the Center for a long time, which tells you something about an organization. And um, and they're so excited about this new center. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it's just going to be awesome. And I hope that all of you can come and visit um, when it gets up and running in just a short amount of time. And within about a year or so, year and a half, it should be. You know, as long as they can raise the money, it should be all set. And we're we're on the right track. We're making really great progress. So, um, so again, I hope that you'll um, do whatever you can to support the center, that would be wonderful. Hey, um, Annette Marie, welcome to you. Your sister in law Ashley, oh my God, I love Ashley. Would you please give her a hug and a kiss for me? Ashley was my very, very first literary agent. She's the person who sold Take Time for Your Life um, to uh, Broadway Books, and she was we have we have some of the most amazing stories in that together, and I love her dearly. And she loves she loves animals and the wildlife like I do. So be sure, please, to tell her about this project. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. So Kathy says we'll send love and prayers for the animals and land for it to be cleared, blessed, and protected. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you so much. So excited. It's located in Maine, um, just like within five miles from where we hold our self-care by the sea retreat uh, just outside of York, Maine. And I will absolutely share the link with people. Um, I'll, I'll put a direct link and I'll also put a link to the uh, video. Please watch the video. It's really important. It's a great video about the Center and what they're doing. And you can meet some of the people that work there and some of the people that live there. <laughs> anyway, thanks. Terry's got the link in there right now too. That's terrific. Hi Scott, I'm glad you're here. And Elena, I'm glad you're here too. And um, Victoria, welcome to you. Um, You have a center like that, the Willowbrook Wildlife Center. That's awesome. I know, aren't they great? You know, you can go to the Center for Wildlife and take tours. If you all live near me, I'd take one big group tour up there (laughs) to show you the place and introduce you to the animals and the birds. They're amazing. And yeah, it's wonderful. Vanessa says, so many devoted people caring for animals and charities around the world. It's true, you know, when I hear stories about animals, you know, like the poor animals dealing with the fires in California and all over the country or the floods or whatever, you know, I always try and focus on the fact that there are amazing people doing such good work in the world, taking care of animals that, you know, it's so easy to focus on the animals that aren't being taken care of. um, Especially those of us who have, you know, a strong sense of empathy. But it's important that we also focus on the animals who are being taken care of by really dedicated, wonderful human beings who really care. Um, yeah, Kathy says, if we don't take care of the wildlife around us there's not much hope. Here's why that's important, Kathy, and I've learned this from my involvement with the Center for Wildlife. Animals and birds are often the first line of sort of defense and information against um, for um, Effects of the environment on humans, there have been birds that have been that have showed signs of certain diseases first that then ultimately would impact human life if, um, if we hadn't found it in the animals or the birds first and begun to really study the certain diseases. So, you know, they're the ones that are drinking the water and eating the, you know, eating, um, I was gonna say eating the land, but you know, eating plants and um so they're the ones that are really they're they're sort of the um the the keepers of the uh, <clears throat> they take the temperature essentially the sort of um the the health related temperature of our environment, and they tell us based on what happens to them what eventually could happen to us and so it's so important that we take care of wildlife and you know plus. We've got one place to live together, people, and that's here on the planet. And already, so much of our food is polluted, and our water is polluted. I don't care what you believe about the environment. I don't even like to use the phrase climate change because, to me, it doesn't take um, it doesn't take much to recognize that the food that we eat, we have to be careful of mercury levels in fish and chemical levels in, um, you know, the the. if you're eating meat, the amount of chemicals and antibiotics and hormones. I mean, we just haven't done a very good job of taking care of um, the planet and its beautiful inhabitants that rely on us to, um, you know, that rely on us to take care of them. So this is my small way of doing that. And, you know, as I grow older and wiser, I am more committed than, than anything else to just, making an important contribution to the world. And so making an important contribution to the things that matter to me, you know, both Michael and I care about wildlife and we care about the earth. So, um, yeah, we need to take care of the wildlife around us and that's what we're doing. Um, uh, Doreen wants to know, she says, I live in Maine. Is this part of York's wild kingdom? No, it's not. It's the center for wildlife in Cape Nettick, which is right next to York, Maine. So, um, Yeah, it's a beautiful place, Julie. Maine is just a beautiful place. And uh, if you have been to York's Wild Kingdom, Doreen, I would encourage you to contact the Center for Wildlife. You'll see the link and you'll see a link to um, a video uh, in this post when we're done here. And you'll be able to learn all about them and you can go and take a tour at any time. They have ambassador animals and birds. In other words, animals that were rescued and weren't able to be returned to the wild for a numerous reasons, um, it might be a physical issue that, uh, where they would just be you know, preyed upon by other animals or birds, or sometimes people, for example, will find a turtle, they'll bring it home, they'll make it a pet, so they, they you know um, build a, they, they create a um, I forget what you call it, but they essentially create a kind of human relationship with the animal, which means they can't be returned to the wild because they can't fend for themselves so they have ambassador animals at the center for wildlife and you can go and you can see things like crows and raptors and incredibly beautiful owls and like i said a turkey vulture and porcupines like i had no idea that porcupines don't shoot their quills did you know that no the reason that for example other animals like dogs wind up with quills in them is because they they touch the animal and they get stuck by the quills so You learn all kinds of really great things there. So it's a wonderful place to visit. Um, Let's see. Yeah. Elena says like when there's been an earthquake, the birds stop singing. Um, And it's only safe to go back inside when they start singing. They do. They, they, you know, the more you love wildlife, the more you begin to essentially open a line of communication between us and birds and animals. It's really quite amazing and quite powerful. Greg, Greg. Hi, Greg. I'm glad to see you here. Greg says, Mr. Rogers' mother used to tell him to look for the helpers. That's true. So rewarding to nurture our environment and the beings we share it with. That's right. Did you see, did you all see that wonderful um, documentary on Mr. Rogers? Oh, it is just, what an, just what an incredible human being that man was and is. His energy still lives. It's so worth seeing. Please, please, um, please you know, check out that documentary about Mr. Rogers. I'm sure you can find it, I think, on Netflix or Amazon. It would be awesome to see it. You'd love it. Um, Kathy, you don't have to call ahead of time, although I would call ahead of time in the winter. Um, in the summer, you really don't, in the spring and the summer. But um, I would do so just to be sure. Uh, I think they also do some, ho- I, I don't know if their holiday bazaar has already happened. It may have happened last weekend, I think. But um Yeah, you can call. You'll find their number right uh, uh, when I leave the link, when I post the link here. So anyway, again, Michael and I are making a $10,000 matching donation. So every single dollar you donate, we will match it up to to $10,000. And um, I'm so happy to be able to do that. We're just, we're excited about the new Center for Wildlife, this beautiful gorgeous environmental center that's going to educate children and adults and interns and volunteers and vet techs and biologists and rangers I mean you name it so it's going to do a lot of good not only for our community in you know northern New England but um, communities around the country who will benefit from some of the professionals that will be trained there So I hope you'll join me and I hope you'll just take five minutes to watch the video. Just give me a few minutes for this to upload and um, for me to get everything posted in and then you'll be able to see the video and you'll know exactly where to donate. So thank you so much. I appreciate you being a part of my community. Um, I appreciate so much your willingness to support this cause that's near and dear to my heart and so important for all of us. And I will look forward to talking with you next week. Next week, we'll do a coaching um, Facebook Live, so I'll be able to answer your questions, okay? All right, everybody, happy, um, happy holidays. Remember, take good care of yourself during the holidays. And um, I will look forward to seeing you again soon. Take good care. Bye.